On today's Build Your Best Life podcast, I have a very special rewind episode. We're going to go right back to my very first ARIC presentation in 2016, where I spoke about how to build your very own social media empire. And it's crazy to think that this content is still so applicable to today's world. So if you're wanting to level up, grow and build your own social media empire, then this is an episode that I know you'll take huge value from. and welcome to episode 25 of the Build Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Storer. I'm a sales coach and hardworking real estate agent. It's my mantra to build your best life and I'm doing exactly this. And throughout this podcast series, you'll learn how you can grow your GCI revenue and profit by implementing tried and tested systems and structures, learn how to grow and build your own EBU team and agencies, and how you can truly harness your real estate career to provide you with the wealth and the freedom that you've always dreamt of. So today we're going to go back to the future and I'm sharing with you my Australian Real Estate Conference or ARIC presentation from 2016. So whilst I'm hitting the rewind button, it's actually super relevant today, this content. Having a look at this conference, it was actually the first time I ever spoke at ARIC and the first time I had ever spoken in front of so many people. I was incredibly nervous and so very excited. And the day prior to me speaking, the Sunday, we just heard from Frederick Eklund, who was really, really well known for his television show, Million Dollar Listing New York. Now, Frederick flew in from America and, you know, there was lots and lots of us. I'm sure if you attended the conference, you would totally remember learning how to do those infamous sort of uh, high kicks that he, he did. But looking back at this at this time, you know, my role was as a full-time real estate agent and not a public speaker. But in saying this, it was always a dream um, for me to speak at ARIC. And so to be invited on the stage was something that I had always aspired to do, but honestly never thought that I would have the opportunity to kind of achieve this dream. And I'll always cherish the moment when John McGrath had asked me to partake in the conference. But I do remember my first ARIC experience, which was in Sydney. And this would have been way back when in, in 2003. And at the time, I was predominantly a project marketer and managing projects selling off the plan in Brisbane's inner city. And whilst ARIC had always been predominantly known for residential sales skills, I thought that there must have been some transferable lessons and skill sets that I could learn and take away from attending. So I would have been about 25 years of age at the time, and I wasn't particularly well-traveled. I grew up in a single-parent household in Townsville in North Queensland, and we didn't take many holidays, and when we did, they were pretty local. And after moving to Brisbane and working in the industry, I spent pretty much all my time working you know, at that point, I was working six to seven days a week, 8am till after 8pm every night. You know, honestly, I wasn't really much fun back then. So in going to ARIC in 2003, it was a really big decision. And why it was so big was because A, I wanted to make that decision to go to a conference and spend time away from the business. And I had never really been to a conference like this before. And B, that the conference was in Sydney. So actually jumping on a plane and, and doing some, some travel. And C, to choose to part with my really hard-earned funds, which at that time I still you know, wasn't making a huge amount of money. And I was doing it in the hope that I was going to make more and learn more. And the work environment and culture that I was working in at that time did not really see the value or the need for education. And I didn't really know anyone else who was attending from Brisbane. 
So I just remember making the decision and when I got there, I was just completely blown away. You know, it was such an awesome experience. There's no other way to describe it, but awesome. And it showed me that I now had a new glass ceiling because my current one, as of that weekend, had totally shattered. And in this weekend, way back when, I saw what it was like to sell residential homes. And it really lit a fire in my belly and it showed me that one day it would be possible for me to own my own chain of agencies, which I then went on and took my first step of, of opening my first agency in late 2004. So look back to 2016 and my ARIC presentation was all about how to build your very own social media empire. And in this keynote, you will hear not only the reasons why social media is important, some great case studies on properties that I have directly listed and sold by working the platforms, some tips and strategies for building your own traction and following, and why you need to manage your own social media yourself. So enjoy. I'm here to tell you a little bit about social media. My name is Sherry Storer. And before we get started, I thought I'd fill you in with a little bit about my history. So here I am, I'm a lead agent at McGrath Estate Agents in New Farm, and I've been in the business since about 2001. During that time, I've been uh, the principal of my own chain of agencies and also a director of a large corporation specialising in residential. But about five years ago, I chose to come back and, um, and become a residential salesperson and get back on the tools. And to be honest with you, this was a fairly daunting prospect as I hadn't done that since 2004. So obviously, a lot had happened in that time and I knew in making this decision I wanted to get cut through very quickly, I wanted to become successful very quickly. But, you know, finding the right way in which to, to do that was, was quite difficult. I knew I had to work harder than anybody else and um, I used to pride myself on my street in, in New Farm, the agency I used to work with. There's about five different, different real estate chains on the street and I used to love getting in first thing in the morning and leaving last thing at night and seeing that my car was the last one on the street out of all the agents. Um, I knew I had to go and do more courses and, and more training, but I came along to Anarik about five years ago and, and you know, Tom Ferry was, was talking about social media and what was happening in America and the cut through that agents were having. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe there's something in this. So I came, um, came back home and I, I chose to do a little bit of research and I couldn't really find anybody who was doing, um, you know, social media in a big way within our industry and certainly couldn't find them really doing it in, in Brizzy. And so I thought, aha, uh -huh. okay, well, maybe there's something in this. I've really got nothing to lose. I'm a pretty good networker. Maybe I could be a great social networker. And hence, I created my own social media um, empire. So hands up everybody who's on social media. Facebook, Instagram, so pretty much a large portion in the room. And put your hands up if it was one of the first things that you did when you got up this morning. Yeah. So just as we're all sort of um, aware of, most of us within this industry, and let's face it, our industry is so magnificent in the fact that, you know, you can be somebody who's, you know, 20 or you could be somebody who's 72 and selling real estate from all different generations and, and backgrounds and ages and genders and so forth. But it is the number one social activity on the internet today. And with seeing everybody's hands up today, that, that certainly is a testament to that. But I think more importantly, um, the one really great point that I, that I heard about from Steve Carroll, actually, from REA, was that the average Australian spends one working day per week on social media. 
one working day per week. So I was just blown away by, by this. Um, that's more time than you know, people are spending in front of television, reading newspapers, even spending with their loved ones. So the reality is that if you're not actually on social media, you're actually missing opportunities. You're missing business. We sell real estate in a really different way to what we did 10 years ago. And, you know, we have a look at, at other industries that have been revolutionised, such as Uber for the taxi industry, or Airbnb for accommodation, or even Tinder for, um, for dating, which, of course, has just, you know, changed it all with one swipe. Um, it, it's no different for our business. And so the way in which I use social media is very much as a prospecting tool. It essentially is helping you to build another database of warm and hot people in order to call. I love when I'm going into a listing presentation, and, and sometimes they're a, they're a cold one. Um, the first thing that I'll do is I'll get up and I'll, I'll research them, and I'll see if I've got any, anything in common with them. So it can be common friends, common likes, um, and I'll do that by jumping on LinkedIn or, or, or Facebook. But it gives me some common ground and, and, um, and some, um, I guess, commonality. But the second thing is that, you know, let's say you're, you're going through RP data and there's a particular house or a street or a building or something that you, um, you want to prospect in, and you're not necessarily able to get those phone numbers. Well, you can jump on social media, jump on LinkedIn, find out where they work, and boom, there you know. You've got, a, you've got another number that you may not have had before. So essentially, by using social media, it's a way to build your profile, to make more sales and get more referrals. Simple as that. But it's also a great tool for differentiating yourself between the competition. So I know that this never happens to any of you, but on occasion, you might get a, be in a listing presentation where a vendor might say they really can't see any difference between yourself and another agent, and it's all coming down to commission. But if they're on your social media, they're actually seeing a little bit about you. They know why you're different. They know what you're doing in, in your community. Um, they're actually getting to know a bit more about you. And what I love about this is the fact that it's actually attracting more clients that are like yourself. So it's easier to do business with these people. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes we have vendors that can be a little bit um, difficult. <laughs> when you're dealing with people who are already like you on social media, they already understand what the business is going to be like. So I thought I'd give you a couple of, of examples of some recent sales that I've made, and this has all been as a result of social media. So meet Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a, a well-known hairdresser in Brizzy. I actually met him at a dinner many years ago with a, a couple of friends, and he liked my Facebook page, and he sent me through a, a few referrals over the years. One of them was um, this house here, Lock Halton, in um, Gregory Terrace in Spring Hill. Now, this particular property, we did a strong auction campaign, and we're lucky enough to get the front cover of the Courier Mail in, in Brisbane. Sold this property just after auction for $4.2 million. And during this process, I actually listed another two properties, um, one of which was this home here, Eaton House, again on the street in Gregory Terrace in Spring Hill. We did another very strong auction campaign with this particular property, and um, again got the front cover of the Courier Mail. Now, we've actually put that property under contract just two weeks after, after the auction, somewhere in between three to three and a half million dollars, um, which is great, so it's due to go unconditional today, crossing fingers and toes and everything else. Um, that buyer who, who has actually um, put this property under contract, I've also appraised their home, and we're hoping actually to, to list that at the moment, that's circa a million dollars. This is the other, other listing that I got from Lockhartum. 
we've listed it now. It's currently being styled. It's a beautiful home up in um, in Cooparoo, and um, you know we're we're taking it to auction on the on the 16th of July. So that's a pretty magnificent residence. But of course, um, sorry, just coming back onto that. So from Jeffrey, we had um, you know three listings in excess of about 12 million dollars, two sales which are in excess of about seven and a half million dollars, and currently I've got one appraisal on the go. But they're not all multi-million dollar listings, and the listings that you might get referred or the business that you might get referred may not necessarily be your perfect sort of core area or your perfect style of business. And I thought I'd just share another example. This is Angie. Angie actually used to be my flatmate many, many moons ago, and we've stayed in contact through Facebook. She, um, she had referred through um, a couple who had moved to WA and wanted to sell their investment property in Holland Park West. Um, we ended up styling this property and painting it internally as well. They'd had a, quite a bad experience with their property manager and were a little bit distrusting about real estate agents, but the power of, of Angie's referral really, really helped us with that. And so, look, we, we ended up um, putting the property online and within 24 hours, we'd sold the property with, um, with six written offers and we'd also managed to get an appraisal. So that home sold for $650,000. So quite often I have a lot of people who come up and say to me, look, Sherry, social media is not for me, all my clients aren't young people. But the reality is that where I get cut through, most of my clients um, who engage with me are 40 years and above. Um, one of my, my biggest um, raving mad fans is, is John and his wife Susie, really well known and really well connected people in Brizzy. Um, he's now retired, he loves social media and he's always putting up pictures about his kids and um, his boat, um, sending me through lots of articles about domain.com and realestate.com. Uh, I think he, he doesn't realise that I read them as well, but I love the fact that he thinks he's helping me, which is really cool. Now, I met John um, as he purchased this property here, Ryala. Um, it's a, um, a beautiful um, penthouse-style residence, one of my first transactions that I made when I, when I got back onto the tools, and that was purchased for a little bit over $1.7 million at auction. Um, he then went on to list his property, again, very strong career mail auction campaign um, in Holland Park West, and I sold that under the hammer for 1.510. John's referred me lots and lots of business over the years, but I thought it was important to show these townhouses in Marsden. Again, not normally something that I would, would normally list, um, but out of the 12 townhouses, John and his direct family and best friends actually bought five of them. Um, so it was a really easy sales for me. So, you know, essentially I've made seven sales directly through to John and his family to date. I've currently got two appraisals on the, on the go, which I'm actually hoping to list on, um, on Wednesday, and, um, and they're in excess of $3 million. So, how can you build your own social media um, empire? Well, the most important thing to remember is that different platforms require different language. So, if you're on LinkedIn, you need to be very, very formal, as opposed to Facebook, which is all about kisses and, and, um, and hugs. And, of course, it's totally acceptable on Twitter to, um, to abbreviate everything. One of the big messages coming out of, out of this, Eric, is to be authentic and to be yourself. And I think this is a really great way to show that. Um, if you believe in motivational quotes, put motivational quotes up there. If you don't, then don't. People will see through it. Um, if you do want to put um, pictures, pictures up and you want to make them up yourself, I would suggest getting an app called WordSwag. Um, I use that all the time. One thing that I do do absolutely religiously is I add every single person into my database. 
So I actually use a CRM program that allows me when I add somebody in to also link them up on, on Twitter and LinkedIn and so forth. Um, so you just have to add every single person, whether it be a realestate.com lead, domain.com lead, um, you meet them in an open home, whatever it may be, you've got to add them in there. And a tip in case you missed it from Tom yesterday, um, he was talking about how you can actually upload your database directly into the back end of Facebook. So if you don't know how to do that, I'd suggest jumping onto um, to YouTube and learning how to do it. But again, it's a very, very important way to build your, your, um, your social media. So put your logos on everything. If you send out a newsletter weekly or monthly, put your logos on there. Um, any advertising that you do. Quite often when I sell a property, I'll send a text message out to everybody who inquired on that. And if I don't have another property to, um, to promote, then I'll, I'll generally sort of put a tiny URL link to, um, to my Facebook page. Um, one of the other points which I think was brought up this morning too is to ask your sellers um, to share everything. So as soon as we list a, a property for sale, we actually have a template that goes out which shares the three listings and then we ask um, our clients to actually um, post them on their Facebook and on, on their social media. So the house at Eaton, the gentleman who owned that was a, a partner in a law firm. He was so excited to, um, to actually share that on his LinkedIn. So that actually helped me engage with clients that I may not have necessarily had cut through with, which was absolutely fantastic. And you do need to be consistent in your approach. So, you know, every day you need to post. You can't just post for two weeks and then all of a sudden do nothing else for, for another six months. You can't just post your listings. That's really boring to people. But consistency is the key. Um, people are constantly scrolling through. So, you know, what you need to, to put up there needs to be extremely relevant. For me, I guess I don't like to, I like to share myself, but not too much. And I think, you know, Frederick yesterday was talking about how he really likes to share everything and, and his whole life. Um, for me, I don't mind keeping some things private, but I do think that not everything is relevant to our audience. And I think how Australians, you know, relate to social media may be different to America. And as much as we like to think we're celebrities, that's not always the case. <laughs> um, but I think when we sort of have a look, look through this, you know, our vendors don't always want to see us you know, out having a drink on a Friday afternoon at, um, at 1 o'clock, especially when we're doing an open home at their house at, at 9am uh, the next day. So I think it's important just to have a bit of a, a pairing back on that. And as Tom says, give, 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 ask. So if you're, um, you know, if you're wanting people to give you listings and if you're going to ask them for listings, you need to give them a lot of information before you can ask something in return and focus on one platform. So if you're just getting started, just focus on one. If you're not sure how, like, how to really do social media, I'd suggest asking some teenage kids, whether they be your next door neighbours, your grandkids, whatsoever. If you don't have any around you, which I didn't have, I just started going to social media breakfasts for small business, and that's really how I learned how to do things. Um, there's a lot of courses that you can do today. Some of them are cost effective, some of them are, are quite expensive. Um, and if in doubt, just go to YouTube. <laughs> So for me, the one platform that I really focus on is, is Facebook. Um, what, I, what I love about it as a consumer is it's a great way to keep you know, connected with my family and my friends. It's really important how to choose your, um, your page, whether it be a friend page or a like page. So when I first originally started, I, I did have a friend page and Facebook changed it over to a like page. And at the time, I was absolutely devastated as it wiped all of my content off and I, I essentially had to start again. 
But what it, it actually did me a favour, to be honest with you, because even though I was asking people to be my friends, yes, they may have accepted, but the reality is that they may not have been interested in, in what I was posting. So they may have chosen to unfollow me or to block me anyway. So, you know, I treat real estate as a profession. We're all professional people. We, we utilise this as a business. It's best to actually go on Facebook and show that you're a business person. So it's not about the number of people that you have liking your page, it's about the engagement that comes back from it. And I think, you know, looking at, at some of my posts that I've done in the last 24 hours, I, I had a picture last night with, with John and Frederick, and, um, you know, that got, I think, nearly 200 likes with, with no boosting. And I put a video up this morning, and I think that there was about 18 people that managed to see it. So you do actually need to, to boost and pay for your post if it's going to go on there. Um, I think the, the things that I like to post on, on my page, videos, testimonials, things that I'm doing in the community, where I am, callbacks, things like that, I post two to four times a day, and I personally do my social media. So I don't have my assistants do it or anything like that. It's got to come from me. That's why people are actually choosing to buy and to sell with me. So I don't know about you guys, I love Frederick yesterday. And I think this is a really great example of how to show your true self and how to get cut through with an audience. So most of us, we love Million Dollar Listing, and what makes the show so great is the fact that you've got these three really unique um, personalities. So if, again, that's very obvious in their Facebook pages. So if you have a look at Frederick's and, and Ryan's, both very different, both um, you know, quite authentic to who they are, but it, it really works for them. So LinkedIn, as I mentioned, is a very professional sort of page. It's not something where you can put lots of MJoys or kisses up. You just need to keep it very professional. I love to use the app. When I wake up in the morning, I can see who's got a, a work anniversary or a birthday or um, they're starting a new job. So it's a really great way to keep in, in connection with people. Um, it's also a great way to meet, meet your new circle of influence. So if you want to refer through to a new um, lawyer um, and try and get into, into their little circle, I think that that's a great place to meet them. Also, too, I think it's a good way to, um, to find some vendors where you can research and find out a, bit, a, a little bit about their history. Um, and more importantly, LinkedIn is all about tomorrow's clients. So there's a huge, huge, huge take-up from today's youth. And as we know, quite often parents do actually ask their kids what they think. They're really concerned about their opinion. So Instagram. Instagram, I think it's really important. You need to think about your audience and who is actually on your page. Are your clients stay-at-home mums? Are they business people? Are they gay? Are they straight? Are they young? Are they old? What sort of people are they? Um, are they family-orientated? Are they single? And that will really help you to work out what time of day you should be posting, what sort of content you should be posting. Again, I have two pages um, on Instagram. I have Sherry Store Property and Sherry Store. So, you know, I'm able to change between the two quite easily now on, on Instagram. But, you know, if you're trying to build um, a database within your core area, you can actually just go to, you know, hashtags and you can actually find, you know, your suburb and you can actually try and engage with people in, in that way, which is really good. The other thing I'd say is use aspirational real estate. So every Aussie, we love real estate, so put as many images up as you possibly can about, you know, homes for people to aspire to. But I would just say, you know, again, look at your audience. If you're selling, you know, $200,000 or $500,000 properties, don't be putting, you know, $70 million penthouses up all the time. It just will create a disconnect more than anything else. So my five top tips are to be authentic and be yourself. Add everybody and research your hot buyers, your pipeline sellers, and your circle of influence.
use those aspirational images. Um, Archiporn is alive and well here on Instagram and on Facebook. Ask your sellers to get involved. People want to be a part of your success and give before asking. So everybody, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Eric. So as you can hear, it really is remarkably relevant, this presentation for agents today. And I truly hope that you've taken some value from this presentation. And directly from speaking at ARIC, my work life, it completely changed. And I was able to start putting proactively that plan into place that I'd written a few years earlier to become a coach within our industry into place. I started receiving calls from other businesses and other agencies asking me to come and speak at their conferences. And I received a huge overwhelming support and request for help from agents all around the country. And at this time, I started to network with those agents and a whole lot of others all around Australasia. I could not be more grateful for the opportunity not only to speak on the stage and achieve my personal dream, but to help so many other real estate agents upgrade, see the value and level up their own social media presence. Because I distinctly remember prior to this year that at ARIC, social media was still being spoken about like it would not play a big part in our industry and our style of marketing, and that it was really just a passing phase. Now, I do want to add that there are a couple of disclaimers that I would like to share to update this presentation. And the first is that I still do strongly recommend that you are hands-on yourself when it comes to your social media and build and post the content yourself. But I also strongly recommend that if you don't know how to build ads, funnels, lead capture pages, or if you simply don't have the time to do so, that you outsource and you find a social media manager who will be able to assist you with all of the above and track and report on your ads and the associated spend. There is so much more today than just boosting an ad. Secondly, my thinking that working a million hours and wearing it like a badge of honor is no longer something to be proud of. And I had burned out a number of times previously to standing up on this stage by working ridiculous hours and by putting my own happiness, health and the pursuit of finding a partner and making my own family a very distant priority. It also took a lot of soul searching and hard work on myself to find out who I was as a person if I wasn't somebody who worked all the time. I also learned that I could in fact make more money if I ran my team and my EBU efficiently and differently to how I had been and if I implemented better sales systems and structures. And so what you see today in my work as a real estate sales coach is embracing life outside of work, hence my mantra to build your best life. And building your best life means truly harnessing your real estate skill set in order to achieve the life of your dreams. It is these quintessential years of successes and fails that today gives my agents that I work with the cheat sheets to massively upgrade their businesses. In this podcast series, I've showcased some of the agents who I've massively worked with who've scaled their businesses, their GCI and their revenues up, and in a lot of cases are now in fact working less. So if you want to change how you work and create a happiness revolution in your business and your personal life, I'm now taking enrollments for 2021, where as of January, I'll be working with a select group of only 10 agents that I will work one-on-one -on -one with. So if you want more information on this, head to sherrystora.com and find the work with me tab. The Build Your Best Life coaching program will also be available for signups in December. And in fact, this program's now only available twice a year. It comes complete with exclusive webinars, live coaching forums, and your very own 90-day success manual, which comes with loads and loads of systems and structures and templates and a daily diary. 
So look, if you'd like access to any more information on today's podcast, the transcripts or anything else, you can find it all in one place by heading to sherrystora.com forward slash the number 25. And remember, if you are keen to build your best life and harness your real estate career, implement proven sales systems and structures, leverage your results, build your own celebrity profile and learn how to build your own team in EBU whilst making more profit and working less, then make sure that you do subscribe to this podcast so you get notified every single Tuesday when the episodes go live. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.